So I am sitting here in my office at Remax Kelowna, and I'm chatting up with Lisa Alenta Yeah. yeah. And she works as a mortgage broker here in Kelowna. So we are both in the real estate business. Now, I don't know Lisa very well yet, but I'm excited to get to know her better. Awesome. So first of all, Lisa, thank you for coming on the show today. I know you're an extremely busy person, and I really appreciate your time. So I want to give you a platform uh, to tell us about your fascinating life and your career as a mortgage broker. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and how long you've been in the mortgage business. Sounds awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me once again. A little bit about me. 49 years old. Well, not yet. Almost. Look at that. I'm making myself older this year. Yeah. I turned 49 today. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. Woohoo. Yeah, not yet. I'm not, I'm not, what am I saying? I'm 48. <laughs> uh, mother of two amazing boys, uh, 16 and 22. Um, and I have been in the mortgage broker business on my own uh, for nine years, almost 10. And I've been in finance for over 25 years. So, um, I definitely have a passion for the industry for sure. You know, I've been through different realms from the sales and marketing side, working for two different lenders. And then uh, when the market sort of did its thing in 2008, which y'all remember that, I decided to go and work for myself even more challenging at the time, but, um, I, uh, have stickability. And so I stuck it out and here I am today mm-hmm. as a mortgage broker. And I also have a passion for yoga. I'm also a yoga teacher. Nice. And I just went and did that in Nicaragua for five weeks. And uh, wow. so those, that's, a, that's a passion of mine, definitely. When did you realize you were going to become a mortgage broker? Sometimes we don't realize. Sometimes it's forced upon us, our decisions in life. So I was in, I worked for, I did business development, basically sales and marketing for two of our monoline lenders, mm-hmm. which I still finance with today. Um, back in 08, um, the, when the market did crash. I had moved from Vancouver to Kamloops at the time, mm-hmm. um, and they just couldn't sustain a role in just Kamloops or that region. It just wasn't busy enough. The market was going down mm-hmm. south. And so I had my license to be working with these lenders. I had to be licensed and talk about rates and things like that and lending. So I decided I would jump in with both feet and become a mortgage broker. Wow. And that's what I did in '08. What was that like? The market kind of crashed in 2008. Uh, Was it exciting? Was it nerve-wracking? How how did that go? Um, Yeah, it was a bit of both. I would say probably more nerve-wracking at the time because, um, well, here I am starting, as anybody knows, when you start a business in a market that's low, Mm -hmm. when we're looking to finance business, trying to find that business was challenging for sure. And plus, when you start business yourself and you're new, I was only, let's see, uh, two and a half years to Kamloops. So I had to go out there and hit the ground running and create some more relationships and mm-hmm. with real estate agents, as you know, and financial planners and, and just get out there. So yeah, in, in one breath, it was exciting. Other breath, a little stressful because I'm now working for myself. No guaranteed paycheck. Right. It was all about me. So it was, uh, but yeah, I, as I said, I had stickability and I got out there. The first year is always, they say six months to a year to get this business started. And, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what it was. So it took a good solid year, even then some after to really get started. But yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, I do love it. So, and that's why I'm here. <laughs> How do you get through that first year? I can remember my first year, but um, maybe tell us about sure. how do you get up in the morning? Like if you've had a lot of rejection or if yeah. the business isn't coming in, we know it's like, it's yeah. kind of like farming. Like you have to do a little bit every day yeah. and, and then eventually the, the business will come. But when it doesn't come immediately, like how do you get yourself out of bed? How do you get yourself motivated each day? Um, well, for me, I've always been very active in terms of my body health and so on. So as long I, I always found that when I got into my body, I got out of my head because quite often we get in our head and there's those self-defeating messages, that kind of thing. So I always made sure that there was a routine in place for me to keep active, which really helped with keeping the mind clear. Um, and then it was just really you, you have to get up and go. And so sometimes, I mean, there's nowadays, um, there's lots of resources. I think there was then, but even more so now, like we have certain certain people that stand out in our industry and he's written three books and they're amazing books. And mm-hmm. if I was a new broker, I'd be reading that when I'm doing my Who license. Is um, it is uh, Dustin Woodhouse. Okay. He's got three books out and they're all published books and Be a Better Broker. So volume one, two and three. Amazing, simple. And he's been through it all and he's our top I think he does a hundred million a year or something crazy like that in Vancouver. And he's an amazing person. And so he's written these books and it's really sort of added to our industry. And if I was a new broker, that's exactly what I would do. Go to the people that are successful and find out what are they doing to get business. I mean, it's going to be different in different markets for sure. Um, But you just kind of have to get out there. And really it's about establishing relationships because people are going to do business with they know, like, and trust not with people they don't know. So you got to go out there and really start establishing those relationships and ask family and friends. Let them know what you're doing. When they hear key words, financing, buying a home, renewal, bank, whatever, right. let them know. Those key words, if you ever hear those in a conversation, let them know that I'm, I can help somebody right. and help them save money too. So right. that's where I sort of, that's how I got through it. You know, I'm not saying there was no uh, challenging days. Okay, let's be honest. But um, yeah, you just kind of have to find your get up and go. Right. There ain't going to be anybody else doing it for you. That's the reality, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It um, reminds me of a, a quote a friend of mine. He's got a podcast. It's called uh, Jordan Harbinger Show. It used to be called The Art of Charm. But uh, I knew him like a decade ago. Mm-hmm. And he's got this really popular show. But he always says... Uh, we have to dig the well before we're thirsty. Mm-hmm. So you got to do the work before you need the That's actual right. income and business. That's so, right. so start early. Start early. Start early. Start before you're even licensed. That's it's like you know little little yeah. um, dropping those hints to people, family and friends, like letting people know. Well, start you're early. Your course, yeah, you even that. when you're in your course, let people know what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, I'm buying in a year. I'm preparing to buy in a year. Whatever it is, like. Right. Yeah, let people know what you're doing. I'm a big fan of personal transformation mm. stories, evolution. Um, are you the exact same person you were 20 years ago? <laughs> and if not, can you can you tell us a story like from your past that would kind of surprise us today? Those of us just getting to know you today, like what was different about your mindset or your attitude or the way you behaved uh, in your oh, past? No. I haven't grown up at all. I'm just kidding. Um, the way I behave. Well, you know, one of the the things I got married really young. I was in my early twenties, so um, 
And that ended two and a half years ago, almost three years ago. So that's a, probably a surprise because I think the people that I knew back then, like I knew I have a group of people that I've been with for since grade school. And so, yeah, that was a life transition because I know when I, who I was then, and I had my kids young too, in my 20s and very early 30s, that who I am now late in my 40s, wow, have I changed and grown. And I guess that kind of the breakdown of the marriage was a bit of a wake up call too, you know, like we all get caught up in our life, being a mother, being a wife, working. I worked full time all through my marriage as well. And so um, that transition from uh, being married and, you know, growing in those years, doing all those things and then uh, to not be married and um, and yeah, and having to you know, deal with those challenges for sure. Those were challenges. It was a, it was a, it was a big transition for me for sure. And, um, as the, the, I just had to, I got into myself and that's how I, I found my way through is, um, you know, I started to get into more personal development, speaking, writing in a book with, um, other women. It's called Women Rising. It's on Amazon. And that's sometimes in journaling. Those kind of things are so helpful for us as we go through these transitions. That And it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a breakdown of a marriage. Sometimes when your kids grow up and they fly the coop or you're going through a health challenge or whatever, just keeping your mindset um, positive and, you know, that kind of thing, Getting having your get up and go and writing in a journal. And then I became, you know, passionate about it. And so I did a book. And then um, public speaking I got into Jumped out of an airplane, um, really? and then yeah, perfectly, perfectly good airplane. Yes, I did. Yeah, it was, it was, and that was just an amazing, amazing experience. So I finally just sort of woke up to the idea that I wanted to start really living and getting into myself, and I had the time now. And so um, that was a yeah, that was a big transition in my life for sure. And um, yeah, there was some really sucky days for sure. That um, probably the first year was a real challenge for me, but. Um, like anything, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Mm-hmm. And it certainly did that and certainly let me reflect on my life and appreciate where I was and where I am today and how far mm-hmm. you can come, even from your being on the floor. Right. Sometimes, yeah. I want to hear about uh, the parachuting oh, sure. experience. It was it only one time? Um, I've got a fear of falling, not so much heights. Mm, so I could be in an airplane. I got no problem with that. Yeah. But turbulence makes me super nervous, mm. and uh, I could be in a high rise, but I don't want to get close to the balcony. Yes. You know, I'm always got a, yeah. a paranoid vision that yeah. the thing's going to break or something's oh. going to happen. I heard a story about a lawyer in Toronto. I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently what he would do to freak people out, the first time they came to meet him at his office, he would run and do like a body check against the glass window pane, uh, like 40 stories up in downtown Toronto. And he did this for years. And people would go, holy crap. You know, and they, they'd be like, breathing, they'd be like, geez, and he'd say, nice to meet you, I'm Dan, or whatever. And they would just kind of, it was a weird icebreaker, right? Yeah. And then one day he went through because he had weakened this uh, glass over so many years and he just went through and he died. So I, I hear stories like that oh, and I geez. don't know why they get stuck in my head. So I have to go parachuting. I have to get get over this, yeah. you know. Um, so so tell me about it. Okay. Well, it was just, you know, one of those things where I was like, I always wanted to jump out of an airplane. Um, I would say I have the same, a bit of a fear, same. Even today, after jumping out of an airplane, standing on a ledge on a high building, I still get those yeah. crazy, weird feelings that I'm going to fall over or something's going to happen. So 
even after doing it, you may still have it. But right. um, yeah, it was a perfectly good airplane, and it was on a long weekend, and they do it here in Vernon. And funny enough, they brought in the carrier. So the carrier actually is... They only bring it in once a year for the celebration. And it's like the 007 plane where the back end opens up. Oh, yeah. Okay? And so we're all hooked up to this line on either side. There's, I think, about 20 of us in there. So it's not... You just don't go up with three. You're going up with 20, and you're going 15 or 5,000 feet higher. So you go to 10, but this one goes to 15 because it can handle it because it's so big. And so... um, And it was actually a really smooth... There was not a lot of turbulence, to be honest, that I remember. I had a smile the whole time. I got everything really? captured by pictures, and I was just on this huge high. My girlfriend that I convinced to come with me was terrified, right. and she's the one that's always like, let's go do this stuff. She was terrified. You could see it in her face. Yeah. All the pictures reflect that. <laughs> and so, and you got to watch everybody right go right to the end, and you're looking, and all you see is cloud. That huh. back end is open. And so my girlfriend went, and I watched her go, and all her face, and you just kind of you twirl upside down because that's when you're you're going out. You end up going upside down, and then you're going through the clouds, and then all of a sudden, it's like open waters. Like all you see is land and green, and it was wow. beautiful that day. It was kind of cloudy, sunny, so the sun was peering through. And then yeah, I just jumped. Oh, I was I mean, I was feeling it for sure, <laughs> but I was like really excited and just on this huge high, and that. Yeah, and so when we jumped out, yeah, it was tandem, so someone was on my back. Very experienced young guy, but very experienced. I think he jumped like 5,000 times or something crazy, maybe even more than that. And I had a video, too. I had a videographer doing that. So he captured my screams and my... I had smiles the whole time. Like It was like a permasmile, right, to even... (laughs) Landing was a little bit, oh, I don't know how it's going to work. You know, you have to put your feet up, and they sort of land, right? They tell you to put your feet up, and... And yeah, and you're on this high for like a week after. Wow. So I would encourage it for anybody, even if you're afraid of heights. I think you probably won't be afraid of heights after that. You feel like, okay, so heights isn't so bad. And especially because there's a parachute attached to you, two right. actually, really, right? Yeah. One fails, the other one works. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. Let's hope so. But um, yeah, it was an awesome experience. And I actually do want to do it again. Awesome. Yeah. And how about your friend? Was she happy after? Oh. Because I'm, I'm told that uh, even people are just like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Once they get through it, they're like, they're, they're on a high for a long time. She said her high was for over a week. She wow. did a perma smile and she kept, we kept looking at the pictures and all that. And she was so happy. Like we both cried at the end, actually, when we hugged each other on the ground once we landed. Mm-hmm. And, and she was like, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for convincing me to do this. Wow. So. Yes, she loved it. <laughs> so in your um, mortgage career, have you had any setbacks or has it been all totally smooth sailing from the start? Oh, I wish I could say it was smooth sailing from the start 10 years now, almost. Um, you know, there's um, there's a lot of changes in our industry that have happened, um, as you probably have seen with, you know, the stress test coming in with qualifying people all now the same um, amortizations that were once 40 years with 0% down payment, um, which really you could qualify so many that way, uh, to now 25-year amortizations, maybe 30 in some cases still today, but all that being clawed back and just making it more difficult for clients to finance a home. And we're in a market where prices keep going up and up. And yeah, incomes go up, but you know, sometimes that doesn't match what they can afford now because we're stricter with qualifying. So I've seen a ton of changes. Being in 10 years and then being in finance for 25, I have 
seen everything. So um, in a way, it's a good thing. Um, sometimes it's a bad thing because you're thinking, geez, I wish I had this back. I wish I had this back. I mean, we can't go back and change things, but we adapt and we move forward. And that's really all you can do with anything in life. You adapt, you move forward. Um, people coming into the market now as a mortgage broker, you know, it's going to be the norm for them. Now for us that have been in for so long, it hasn't been the norm. We've had all those changes happen. And I guarantee you there'll probably slightly more changes coming really, mm-hmm. you know, with the, um, that new tax. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. And it's yeah. like that, that in itself is another, and it's, you know, that's going to impress on the market too, of course. And, uh, the uh, what do we call that? Hello, Which one? are the one for vacation homes? Oh, um, speculation speculation tax. tax. It's kind of a strange uh, name, speculate. Yeah. But anyways, that has a you know there's there's a lot with that too, and I think yeah. that'll may turn it into a buyer's market actually mm-hmm. if people unload their homes right. So anyway, so we've seen I've seen a lot of changes, and sure there's been challenges. Absolutely, there's that's no lie, and but as I said, you just put one foot in front of the other. You you learn what you can, and um, you know knowledge is power. So make sure you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. and that's all you really can do. Right? Yep. So I believe we uh, attract the clients that are best for us, or at least a reflection of our own personality. Absolutely. So um, tell us a bit about yourself. Like, what makes you different from a typical mortgage broker? Okay. Uh, what makes you unique? Um, so we'll talk about clients first. So basically my business has attracted A-type clients, I would say. These are your first-time buyers, um, have a job, income, you know, they're responsible with their credit, um, down payment saved, or, you know, maybe parents are helping them out. Um, very clean clients, I would say. So those are the types that I've always attracted. I'm not to say that I haven't done some private financing or where people have challenged credit. I'd say the gift that I give my clients is patience, mm. um, really good communication. I've learned that communication is a huge thing in, in all aspects of our life, really. Um, lack of communication leaves things left unsaid. Sometimes there's confusion. Um, buying a home is a stressful process. And so I want to make it as as less stressful or least stressful for my clients as mm. possible so that they have a great experience and when they're out there talking to other people about their buying experience or their financing experience, that they tell people about me because that's how our business grows is by referrals, really. And so I want to make sure that they have a great experience from the beginning all the way even after their, you know, after their financing is in place, if they're in the home, even after the fact, keeping in touch with them, what's going on in the market, what's going on with rates, mm-hmm. um, do they have any changes they need to review in their mortgage? Every year we do that. Um, it's just, you know, again, that comes down to all types of communication, staying in touch with your clients. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, when they're financing, yes, it's really, I'd love to sit down with them. It doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. Depends on them. Sometimes this newest generation loves to do even Skype calls or they would just rather do it by phone. Whatever is easy and convenient for them, that's what I always adhere to. But I love to sit down face-to-face because it allows you to read body language, look into somebody's eyes, establish that relationship. It really is important. And really just letting them know every step of the way what they can expect. Set the expectations right from the get-go, really clear understanding of what's going to happen. And and I think then their, their process is really quite smooth then. 
That makes sense. Yeah. So what would you tell someone just starting out in the mortgage profession today? It's, um, might be shifting to a bit of a buyer's market, yeah. but uh, you started in 2008, which uh, became very fast a, a yeah. buyer's market, yeah. but hard to qualify people and, yeah. and so on. So yeah. what, if someone was starting today or was thinking of starting, what would you tell them? Become very knowledgeable and learn what you are, like, learn the language, understand your products you're selling, understand the lenders, meet with the lenders, get apprised on what, because every lender, as much as we have 40 different lenders to deal with, the reality is we don't really deal with all those lenders. We have relationships for those more challenging clients. Um, we have relationships when we have to switch a deal around quickly. Um, so it's really important to get, you know, meet with those lenders, get a prize on what they offer, your event, again, soon-to-be clients, um, and really just get up-to-date on what you're, what you're offering these clients today and what they can do. And then... You know, get to know what credit is, get to know what a credit bureau is, get to know what first-time buyers should be looking for way ahead of them actually buying. Do they have credit in place? What are we looking for? Like, it's really get, letting them know what to do way ahead of the process. Mm-hmm. So you yourself needs to know what that is so you can communicate that properly to clients. So, yeah. And again, starting early, dripping on those people you know, letting them know you've, you're a mortgage broker, what you do, what do you... What, um, advantages can you offer over a bank? Right. Because there certainly are advantages over a bank. Absolutely. So, yep, just, there's a lot of different things, but those are a few that I would definitely suggest. Right. Yeah. So to summarize, I would say uh, you would advise someone to learn learn as much as they can, mm-hmm. um, build relationships mm-hmm. early, like as soon as you know this is going to be your career, start building those relationships today. Yeah. And it sounds like you've got a pretty good daily routine, which includes physical activity to keep your mind clear and keep yourself, um, you know, get the endorphins going and just have a a positive outlook. So you went on a retreat or you took a course in Central America. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. And that was all about that, you know, the eye-opening experience in the last couple of years and um, yoga found me at probably a pretty low place in my life. Um, someone suggested it to me. Um, my mat, I always say, became where I had breakdowns, breakthroughs, aha moments, things like that. And um, it just became a passion of mine. So I'd been doing hot yoga, so 38-degree yoga, mm-hmm. um, for about two years. And then I decided I knew they were going to offer a teacher training for Moksha Yoga here in Kelowna in Nicaragua. And I thought, you know what? I think I'm going to do it. And that's kind of what I do is like if I have a a drive or desire to do something, I often just do it. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm not into yoga for making millions, it was more of a passion. I saw what it did for me Mm -hmm. personally, changed my mind, my body, my spirit, everything. If If it could impact me this way, then I know there's other people that could really use that. Right. And so I thought it just gives me another platform to reach people, which I love working with people. Mm-hmm. And so, and all of us go through these life transitions. And I thought yoga, has, it just became such a transition for me. I thought we all can use it. We really all can use it. And a lot of people have this idea that you have to be flexible. You have to be really good. I can't do heat, all that. It's all just in your mind. Right. It completely is in your mind. You just really just need to 
get out and do it. Right. And you know, and and most people will just do that. They get out and do it and just embrace it. But so I went to Nicaragua for it was almost a, it was four weeks in total. I was gone for almost five, so I had a couple of days on either end. But wow, what a life changing experience! I kind of knew what to expect, but you don't really. Like you have this, you've been told what to prepare for, but you're never fully prepared. And so uh, the teacher training was intense, so much so probably two weeks in, I wanted to leave mm. um, just because it was physically exhausting. And I'm, I think I'm in really good shape and doing two or three classes a day, mm-hmm. no one's prepared for. Right. You just don't normally physically do that on a daily right. basis. So, um, and we meditated daily. You're up early, you're up till, you know. You, well, you go to bed fairly early because you're up so early. Six days a week, 12-hour days, lectures, everything. So, huh. yeah, it was amazing. The the place we stayed in was called Tree Casa Resort. It's a beautiful... Uh, it was made for basically yoga, but it is actually... People can go and stay. It's an all-inclusive. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, but not your typical all-inclusive. Like, literally, we had... They look like cabanas and trees. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Like, unbelievable howling monkeys around you, birds of any kind there. Like, beautiful breeze and... Amazing. So it wasn't very eye-opening experience, but very, um, very rewarding. Nice. Absolutely. And so I obtained my teacher training, and I am now teaching. I went in February 2018. Yeah. So I yeah, I gave up the business for five weeks, gave it to somebody else too, and I unplugged. Really, wow. really. There was days I didn't even know what day it was, which was amazing. I've never experienced that ever. That's awesome. Yeah. So how often do you teach now? And um, do you practice without teaching? Like, do you go to other people's classes or is it always your own class? Um, So I've I've been practicing. Before I went to teacher training, it was two years. So I did go to class probably four or five times a week. And then um, since I've been doing my teacher training, I practice teach about two days a week. So it's just, it's a free practice because we're still in practice mode, they say. Even though... And that's specifically just because it's the moksha teacher training. It's just different. There's all different types of training out there you can do. This was a 300-hour training of a total of 500. Most yoga teacher training is 200 hours. So I can teach at other places, but I choose to right now just focus on moksha. Yeah, and perfecting that. And that's really what practice teaching is. It's just perfecting your own yoga. And um, so we offer that to people to come in and try yoga, and it just gives them an opportunity to do that for free. And I'm practicing. It's just a 60-minute class. Um, so about two days a week. And then for the summer, I'll be off. So chances are I'll be teaching elsewhere. Or I may do private teaching as well, which I can do now. Cool. So that's the, that's the goal. But, yes, I do attend classes regularly too, probably two or three times a week as well. Right. Yeah, because I love to practice. And I love to learn from other teachers too. Yeah. It allows me to do that. Yeah. I think that's very wise, no matter what profession. So I like to teach people things, but I'm always learning. I'm a continuous student, so I think that's great. That's a really nice uh, lifestyle. Yeah, Um, it is. So I want to put you on the spot now. Okay. Can you uh, think of someone in Kelowna that you find to be a fascinating person and that you would love to see come on the show in the future? Oh, is she's my fellow yogi, Roz Huber. Nice. Do you know who it is? No. Okay, look so her up. She's a she's amazing. Um, she does what's called November Project here, which is a free fitness um, every Wednesday morning at the sales. They meet at six twenty nine. You just show up. That's the tagline. Just show up because it's free. Right. And they do all different training yoga. She's a personal trainer as well, and I've met her through Moksha Yoga, and she's right. a teacher there as well. 
Perfect. And she's always, she's doing retreats. She's always doing stuff to inspire people, bring out conversations for people. Um, she's got a ton. She writes a, an article. I, I don't know if it's with the Kelowna now. It may be. Or... Um, somewhere else. But anyway, she does a monthly newsletter as well. Right. But she's a ton of fun, a ton of energy, um, super awesome person. Fabulous. So I would certainly hit her up. Okay. We will find her. Yes. <laughs> um, so if someone wants to take a yoga class with you, they go to Moksha Yoga, which is down in Pandosi Village. Yep. And what if someone wants to talk to you about mortgage financing? Sure. What's the best way to reach you? And we'll put this in the show notes as well. Any links or phone numbers you want to share? Perfect. Um, so I have a personal website and a business web, well, business website, kind of personal growth website. That's where my yoga and public speaking and stuff is, which is lisagates.com. For my mortgage brokering, it's mortgage playground. Dot com because I like to bring the fun out in financing. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> but mortgageplayground.com is where you can reach me. If I'm really easy, it, I mean, these days, text, email, yeah. phone call, whatever is easiest. It, I'm open to all avenues of communication. So right. whatever is easy for the client. Well, thank you very much, Lisa. Um, I feel like we've uh, learned something today. We certainly got to know you better on a personal level. So I want to thank you for your time and thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me.